are the champion. The one that holds the line and finishes the mission. Everything that you want is within your grasp. You wake up in the morning ready to dominate the day. And every step taken is with purpose and integrity. Because you were not put on this planet to live a mediocre existence. You are here to conquer and make the biggest impact possible. Not only for yourself, but for your family and for your tribe. This world is a battlefield, but we will be victorious. This is the Norse mentality. What's up, guys? I hope that you are having the most glorious day of your entire damn life. This is your first time listening to the Norse Mentality. My name is Andy Lewis. With me here is my main man, Cowboy Cody. And this whole podcast is designed to help you climb to the highest peaks of success, stack victories every day, and ultimately reach your truest potential before your time here on Earth is done. Now, this is the first time that we have recorded an episode in about two months. And the reason for that is because I was away in Europe with my family for five weeks. And before I left, we stockpiled a bunch of stuff to kind of get us through that time period. And then I was like, all right, well, when we, when we get back, I'll record a new episode. Well, then when I got back, it was balls to the wall, executing on a bunch of different stuff that we needed to do here at Norse. So here we are sitting down for the first time reunited to talk about some shit. And... I figured, why not address something that I came to the realization of while I was in Europe? I was gone for five weeks. I was out of my usual routine and stuff like that. And before I left, I told myself, yeah, I should be able to do everything I usually do when I'm home. I should have known better because when I'm home, my entire day from start to finish is either working on myself or working on the business or spending time with my family. But throughout the day, it's usually stacked. And I like that. I don't like having a lot of downtime because there's a little voice in the back of my head that says, you're dying, do something, yeah. right? Like, And sometimes that's detrimental, sometimes it's not. But overall, like I was like, yeah, I should be able to do my usual routine, even work and all this stuff. That was not the case at all. I was very naive and thinking in such ways. And I realized that very quickly. So it got me thinking on the trip, okay, well, when it comes to self-improvement, we always need to be doing something moving forward. That's something that we talk about on this podcast a lot is you need to be moving forward every day. You need to be doing a little bit of something to get you out of your comfort zone. You need to be improving mentally, physically, spiritually every day. Even if it's at 1%, you're still improving. And then over time, those improvements add up. And if you're consistent with it, you start turning into a new more improved version of yourself. But like I said, I was not able to do what I usually do. So I had to take a step back and be like, okay, well, what can I do? What's the most important factors? What's the most important factors here? Like when it comes to self-improvement, leveling up in life, leveling up your identity, you as an individual, what are like the main things we need to focus on? And also like, what is going to give me the biggest bang for my buck in regards to time allocation? Because when we look at anything in life, there's 20% of things that will give us 80% of the results. It's called the 80-20 rule. I'm not going to go into it, but you can Google it and learn more about it. But that applies to everything, business, life, diet, working out, all that stuff. We like to think that if we're busy with a bunch of different shit that we're being productive, but that's not the case. Like You could really take a step back, 
look at what all you're doing and be okay, well, what's actually like having the biggest impact here? And then you'll see it's like, well, this is actually giving me 80% of the results. So that's what I did here. And what I found was that it's very, very, very basic. And I have been overcomplicating this for seven to eight years now. Because when I went self-employed, that's really when I started on this whole self-improvement shit. And I've also learned over the years that, I, that there's a level of toxicity with it. Like you get to a certain point where it's more detrimental than it is good. You're wasting a lot of time on stupid shit that isn't really making a big impact because you read somewhere or someone said this and all that. So I eliminated everything that I've been taught pretty much. And I was like, okay, what do I need to do? And I narrowed it down to five different things. And a lot of this shit that we're going to discuss on this episode are all things that we just do to survive, but we don't put as much importance on it because we're over here doing all this other silly shit that yes, like the silly shit does have some benefits to it, which we'll dive into later. But the basic survival needs, if you really just focus on doing that stuff to the best of your ability with the time that you have, you're going to continue moving forward. So we're going to jump into this. We're going to kind of go over the five things that me and Cody both agree are the fundamentals of self-improvement, of leveling up in life. Now, the first thing here, and this isn't going to be in any real specific order as far as importance go. I would consider all these very important. But the first thing I want to tackle here is physical. And the reason for that is because being physical has such a huge impact on your emotional well-being because it can impact your hormones and stuff like that. It's also going to have a mental aspect to it where you're going to feel better mentally. And then there's a spiritual aspect to it as well, where if you are taking care of yourself mentally and physically, your being as a whole feels better. You're also connecting with yourself more. And then usually during physical activity, you are more present, meaning you are more present with yourself and you're present with your body. You're actually checking in. How am I feeling? Oh, fuck, this kind of hurts. Or I'm doing this exercise. I have to focus on muscle contraction and everything else to fully execute this. Or if you're doing Muay Thai or sprints or hiking or anything like that, and it, if it's an ass whooper, you can't think about anything else. Like your brain shuts off. And that's the beautiful thing about high intensity workouts is that you are not able to think about anything else. You're able to be present. Well, if you're present, then that's a spiritual endeavor right? Like that should be our goal is to be as present as possible because that means that our spirit itself is experiencing life in real time and we're not distracted by the past or the future, which I'm already kind of going off a different road here. So let's get back on track. With physical, what, you know, the perspective shift was a big thing for me. I, I remember in my early twenties, probably from about 20 to 25, I thought that I had to be in the gym to be making any kind of progress. If I didn't go to the gym, my self-worth plummeted and it was like my self-worth was based all on if I made it to the gym or not. Now, I'm very glad that I've shifted my perspective and learned that it's just about moving your body in some capacity. You don't have to go to the gym to to get a good workout in. You can do this in whatever way, shape or form that you enjoy doing the most. It's just about moving and consistently moving. It's, base, it's 
the same principles as physics. An object in motion tends to stay in motion. It's the same thing with your body. Exactly. And that's the part of self-improvement that I was talking about where it be, can become very toxic. And we see this in gym culture a lot. I have fallen into it. You have fallen into it. Pretty much anyone that takes working out seriously has experienced this at one point or another, I think. And it's that you think that you have to be in the gym absolutely killing it or you're a complete failure and all this different shit. And that's not the case at all. And I was reminded of this on the Europe trip because I did not have access to the gym. I went to a gym once my entire time that I was gone and I went with my might as well be father-in-law and it was great. But the rest of the time, like I only had a living room floor at my disposal or the outside. And so what I started doing was a lot of running, just run. Either that was for 10 minutes, 20 minutes, whatever I could squeeze in, I would go for a run. Push-ups. I started following this kind of 300 rep system. And I got this from my man, Richard Love over at Savage Army because I hit him up because this is what he does is just like calisthenic type shit. And I've never really messed around with it outside of your basics. I'm like, what would you recommend me doing? And he said, pick three exercises and do 100 reps of each. Doesn't matter how long it takes you or anything. Like, obviously, you want to try to get after it, but still, 300 reps of three different exercises, right? Body weight exercises. Body weight exercises, or like if minimal equipment, whatever, you yeah. know, pull ups, maybe some dip. Either way, it's body weight stuff, right? Or pull ups, dips, you know, crunches, squats, lunges. Yeah, none of that stuff. There's a lot of, and that's the point. You can do a lot of different stuff, have a great workout, stimulate your muscles, see muscle growth as a result of it, feel better mentally, feel better spiritually, feel better physically. And it doesn't take a lot. So what I was doing was, you know, I would do a hundred pushups, a hundred pull-ups, and then maybe some squats. So that's a full body there, right? Or maybe one day I'm just like, okay, I'm just going to hit upper body. So I do some pull-ups, some push-ups. If I was able to do some dips, I would do that. Maybe some sit-ups. Like, I had such a good workout. I was able to catch a good pump, which was nice while we were gone. And then every time I got down, I was like, fuck, I missed that. I missed that feeling. And I wasn't able to do this as much as I wanted to. Like, ideally, I would have done this at least five days a week. It was more like maybe three days a week I was able to get this in because we were extremely busy the entire time from start to finish. Like, there really was no downtime on this trip. I want to bring up something real quick. How did you shift your perspective from doing less but being okay with it? I just needed to be doing something. That's what it boils down to. You have to be doing something. If you are not moving forward in some sort of capacity, that means that you're remaining stagnant. So I was like, all right, well, I just need to be doing something. I don't care if it's even for 10 minutes. And that's the thing too. You can get an amazing workout in. And 10 minutes, and I know that sounds crazy, but just go do some sprints for 10 minutes and let me know how you feel afterwards. One of uh, one of my coach's favorites at Muay Thai with our conditioning before we go into any combo rounds is five minutes of prisoner squats or five minutes of burpees. And if you can do burpees for five minutes straight, I don't care what kind of pace you do it at, it will beat your ass. Right. And it will. And there's a lot of stuff that you can do that will absolutely whoop your ass in almost no time at all. So it's like you said, how do we shift our perspective there? I just need to be doing something physical. That's all it boils down to. Now, when you're home and you have your usual routine and stuff like that, then yeah, like absolutely hit the gym because 
the more stimulation that you can have with weights, the better when it comes to working out. But you don't need that, and you can't allow yourself to use that as an excuse because that's what people do. Well, I can't get to the gym, so that means I can't do anything. That's complete bullshit, and you are feeding yourself a lie. That that was me in the past. I thought that if I didn't get into the gym for two hours a day, six to seven days a week, that I was not moving forward at all. And that's, you know, the toxic side of the the whole grind culture fitness industry that it during that time frame was happening. Yeah. And they, I've, I was around the same time, like I got brought up in gym culture at that same time. And I have seen it shift over the years, which is nice. And a lot of people are looking at it from a more functional aspect from what I can tell. Even younger kids, like they just want to be healthy and functional, which is awesome. But even when it comes down to like, hey, being physical, it could be something as basic as just taking a walk outside, which is going to have so many benefits on you mentally as well. But just making sure that you get 10,000 steps. I recommend doing that every day, regardless of your circumstances. Download an app on your phone, if it doesn't have one already, that keeps track of your daily steps. Try to hit 10,000 steps a day. We, as human beings, are supposed to be moving. We're supposed to be going forward. And we can look at this as life as a whole. It's like I said, if you're not moving forward, then you're remaining stagnant. Well, if you're getting in 10,000 steps a day, that means that you have been moving forward all day. That's a victory. Like if you're crunched on time and you weren't able to get a workout in or anything, just make sure that you got plenty of steps in. It's as basic as that. You don't need anything. You can do that anywhere, anytime. Even if you're in a damn living room, just walk around in a circle if you really have to. It's weather shit. You can't really do anything. Like just walk around in a circle. It doesn't matter. But 10,000 steps a day. Just make sure that you are moving. So we have the physical aspect down. We need to make sure that we're doing something physical. Could be five minutes, could be 30 minutes, could be 60 minutes, doesn't matter. We need to be doing something physical because that's going to help us level up in that aspect. Now, the next thing would be mental, which we will classify as learning. Okay, so we're making sure that we're leveling up physically. We cannot neglect the mental aspect. And this is the part of gym culture and self-improvement that people want to skip over. They think that if they go to the gym that they're good. No, you're not good. You are neglecting your mind, which is as important, if not more important than physical, as far as I'm concerned. Because being able to thrive mentally allows you to succeed in life as a whole. It allows you to think better. It removes brain fog. It allows you to come up with new creative ideas Say if you're struggling with money, getting into the gym isn't necessarily going to make you more money. But if you're reading books about this issue, about making more money, starting a business, whatever it is, like improving a skill set that you don't currently have, that's what's going to fix that problem is learning. It's not going into the gym. It might make you feel a little bit better from endorphins and shit like that. But like what we need to be doing on a daily basis is leveling up mentally. And we do that through learning. That differs based on the individual. I personally like reading for 20 minutes a day. If I can read for 20 minutes a day, that's a victory for me. I've also dove into the whole online courses thing. Some of those are good. A lot of them are shit. And also, I think it's more of a time investment. So unless you really have time to like sit down and study as if you're going to school or something, don't worry about that. There's Audible, there's podcasts, there's YouTube videos. It really doesn't matter. 
I would suggest reading at least 10 pages a day as being like the criteria here. But either way, we need to make sure that we are leveling up mentally. One of the biggest shifts for me with, with you know, podcasts and YouTube videos and audible learning instead of like visual learning was that I, I love listening to music. And I know a lot of people do. But if you take a little bit of the time, even if it's a car ride, even if you're in the gym with your headphones in, even if you're just, you know, doing stuff around the house, make it as efficient as possible. Right. Throw an audible book on, throw a podcast on, throw some YouTube on in the background and combine the two. If you're in a crunch for time, it's pretty easy to do if you just shift you know, maybe I should listen to a little bit less music and substitute that for something else that could help me learn. That's the same thing I did, you know, seven, eight years ago when I really started diving into this stuff is, especially with business, like I had to learn as much as I could about business in the early days of Norse just because I knew nothing. I need this thing to grow and I wanted it to grow. It was the only thing I cared about really. And I was always listening to something. doesn't matter what I was doing in the car. Like you said, cleaning the house, mowing the yard, sometimes while working out. I mean, there's been studies that shown that like, if you are taking in information in zone two cardio, that you're able to retain that information more zone two cardio is just like, what it's around like 110, 120 beats per minute. I think it's heart a rate or something. specific percentage to your resting and max heart rate. Yeah. So something like that, but anyway, like your heart rate is around like 110, 120, something like that you are able to retain information more. So if you're on the treadmill at the gym, this is like my go-to. I still do this. Like I'll read physically about 20, 30 minutes a day in the morning. But if I'm getting some steps in on the treadmill or something in between work, I will listen to an audible book. I won't listen to music. I will always listen to an audible book. Well, if you combine 20 minutes of reading a book with 20, 30 minutes of an audible you almost have a full hour of continuing education. And if you're listening to it while you're tackling another activity, I mean, you're leveling up without really even having to put much time and effort into it. So if you're in the car, 100%, turn off the music and start listening to audible books, start listening to podcasts, which you're listening to a podcast. You're probably in the car right now, but you get what I'm saying. Maybe turn off the Norse mentality and go tackle a book that will help you level up in whatever aspect of life that you are lacking. And I'll touch on that real quick. We can all improve in one regard to another. Whatever you are dealing with in life, the reason you're dealing with it is because you don't have enough knowledge in order to fix that problem yet. Well, we live in the day of information. Whatever you want to learn, there is endless information available at your fingertips to go learn about it. And it's cheap. It's it might most as well of the be free. free. Yeah, I mean, it's free. But even mm. like a book, there are so many books that have skyrocketed my success that I bought for $9 on Amazon. The beautiful thing about books and podcasts and stuff like that is that you're able to tap into someone else's consciousness that has already been there, done that. They've already figured this out. They're just giving you the blueprint. So instead of you have them figure it out on your own, which could take 10, 20, 30 years, you can read a book and skyrocket your success as long as you apply it to your life. This is a relatively new thing. Oh, it's very like new. Coming along with the internet and information and informatics in general with technology, technological advancement. Like 50 years ago, 
if you didn't have access to a library, if you didn't have access to like public school, you more or less had to pay for education. Even 25 years ago, 25 years ago, you had to go to the library and hope and hope that they had some bullshit book about what you needed to know about. Like take advantage of the time that we live in. There are certain things that are fucked about it, but there are other things that are absolutely amazing. And the amount of information and knowledge that we have available at all times is the most amazing thing about the time that we live in. <laughs> Just make sure to check your sources. Check your sources. Yeah, but I mean, that's easy research. too. Yeah. Go to Amazon. Or I've done this so many times. Go to Google, type in best books about, they're going to give you listings there. Then you can go to Amazon. If you see a book with 3,000, 4,000, five-star reviews, that's a book that you need to read. You can't bullshit that. Now, sometimes like books that have 500 to 1,000 reviews are garbage books. And there's like ways that you can manipulate that with marketing and shit. But if a book has like multiple thousands of five-star reviews, that's a book that you need to read. And you should. So there's no excuse there. So we have physical. We're taking care of our physical. We've already established that does not take much time at all if you are crunched. Next is mental. Same thing. You can tackle that really whenever. When you're getting ready in the morning, pop in some earphones and just listen to something if needed. But I will always harp on reading physical books. You retain the information much more and it's just... It's a game changer. Now, a lot of people have fallen out of the habit of reading, which I understand. Like, that's something that you really have to develop over time. So you don't need to overstretch it and stuff like that. But just commit to reading 10 books a day. Not not 10 books. My bad. 10 pages. Eating books. Commit to reading 100 Mm, books per day. No. If you can commit to reading 10 pages of a book, right, that should probably take you 10 to 15 minutes, if that. But if you can commit to reading 10 pages of a book. Now, here's a quote or idea that I love, and it's from Naval. And he says, if you want to learn how to love to read, read shit that you love. Something like that. I just butchered the quote, but you get the idea of it. If you were not really keen on reading, like you just am not that type of person right now. Don't go read a business book that's dry as fuck. Go read something that you can actually get into. It can be fantasy. It can be history. Like, just go read something that you actually enjoy. It doesn't have to be anything spectacular. Just make sure that it is something that you can actually enjoy reading for 10 pages. Finish that book. Make sure you're consecutive with it. You know, every day, just devote 10 minutes, 10 days, 10 minutes, whatever, 10 pages. I'm all over the fucking place. You guys get the idea. If you don't like reading right now, find some shit that you actually do enjoy reading and commit to reading some of that book every day. And I promise you, you will learn how to fall in love with reading, especially when you start reading shit that's actually benefiting your life and allowing you to level up. You become obsessed with reading. Hey guys, if you're enjoying the podcast and you want to represent Norse on a daily basis and let people know what you stand for, you can go to our website and check out the clothing collection. And if something catches your eye, use the code podcast 15 to save 15% on your order. All right, so we have physical, we have mental. We've tackled that, we're ready to rock and roll. What's next? I would say it is food and water. And I know everyone's just like, yeah, no fucking shit. But what I'm referring to here is the quality of the food and water that you are taking in. And by water, I guess we'll 
say, fluids, right? If you are not able to really get into the gym and be physical and all that stuff, this is going to be the most important aspect because what we put into our body dictates how we feel on every level. We need to make sure that we are giving ourselves good fuel. We cannot be eating like shit and expect to feel great. So eat clean foods, eat foods that are actually serving you and not detrimental towards your goals and what you want to achieve for yourself. And then as far as water is concerned, the reason I put water on there is because for one, we don't drink enough water. We're what, 70% water? I think the majority of people in this world walk around dehydrated. They just don't know it. They just don't know it. And then all of a sudden they drink a gallon of water. Like they commit to drinking a gallon of water for a few days and they're like, I have so much more energy and I don't have any brain fog and I'm getting better sleep and I'm recovering faster from the gym and all this different stuff. Like it's a miracle, but it's the one thing, like it's so basic, just drink water. Now, whenever I say quality of water, which I think I said earlier or some shit, the water that we drink, especially here in the States is completely ruined. It is stripped of all the essential minerals and electrolytes that natural spring water has. And instead it's replaced with chemicals and all this other shit. I don't drink tap water when I'm in the States. Unless I absolutely have Unless to. Unless I absolutely yeah. have to, but I like I I would almost rather not. Yeah. Just because like I, I've researched how much shit that they put in the water and I I don't want that stuff in me. You can smell it, man. You like, can smell like it. Like when they if you're you own, can taste it. If it you're on like city shit. if you're on city water, you can absolutely smell when they treat it. You turn the faucet on and you're like, damn, that smells like chlorine. That kind of smells like a little bit of sulfur. Like you definitely know when it's on when it's treatment time on on any kind of city or organized water supply system. And that's an easy fix. They have filtration devices. You can get a little filter for your fridge. Brita. Yeah, Brita. I have a like half gallon, I don't know, jug or whatever the hell you want to call it. It's got a filter in there. I fill it up. Then I take that water. I pour it into my gallon jug every day, whatever, or you just go buy water. But either way, the water that we are drinking out of the faucet, I mean, is it better than none? Yeah, I guess so. But... There are ways that you can re-improve the quality of the water. That way your body is actually utilizing because that's the main thing here. All of the water that we drink out of the faucet, outside of the chemicals, it's stripped of the nutrients and minerals and stuff that our body needs in order to function, perform at its best, right? Or just to function in general. You know, you have magnesium, potassium, stuff like that. You can add magnesium to your water. You just buy straight magnesium, pure magnesium off of Amazon, put a teaspoon of that in your water. Cool. You don't have to do that. That's just a way to like level up your water again. You can do the same with potassium. Now, if you are going to add anything to your water, filtered or not, it's a little bit. And I mean like a pinch of good quality salt, Himalayan pink salt. You also have Celtic salt. You have all these different kinds of like good quality salts. And the reason for that is because it allows your body to absorb the water. It allows the organs and shit to proper functioning and stuff like that. But adding just a little bit of salt can make a world of difference. And then salt has its own benefits as well that people just don't recognize because in the States, there's all this shit about how sodium is bad for you. Sodium is bad for you. A lot of sodium can be detrimental for some people, but the majority of you guys are not getting in enough sodium anyways, especially good quality sodium. Well, your heart 
your heart literally beats off of a sodium potassium pump channel. So yeah, it's just it has been demonized for now. It, it salt regulation should come into fact if you have heart issues, if you had some kidney issues where you can't, you know, properly excrete excrete the excess, or it could cause some you know problems with your blood pressure if you take in too much. Those are specific cases, but general overall healthy functional human being with functional organs it's absolutely beneficial especially for water yeah because your body is not absorbing the water like it should and that sodium really helps you rehydrate and that's the whole reason why are we drinking water to rehydrate our system salt is what allows the water to rehydrate if you do not have that salt in there or you're not consuming salt in some other form like with food or whatever then that water it's just going straight through you. And a lot of times that will dehydrate you more. I know a lot of people that will, you know, really start trying to up their water intake and they're like, I'm just thirsty all the time. I was like, yeah, because it's just going straight through you. Like your body is not doing anything with this. You're just flushing it out, which is good for like detoxing and shit, I guess. And like pushing out all the bullshit, but still like this, a little pinch of salt will make a world of difference. Now what I use is LMNT packets. I love these damn things because they have potassium in them. They have magnesium and they have like a thousand milligrams of sodium. And I know people hear that they're like a thousand milligrams of sodium. Oh my God. Well, here's the thing. I take three or four of those a day yeah. and I feel absolutely amazing. You know, when I don't feel amazing, when I'm not putting salt in my water. So moving on, actually let's touch back on the food real quick. I kind of just skipped over that because for some reason I was fanatic about water, but when it comes to food, first off, Eat foods that your body actually agree with. Don't go off what someone else is telling you to do. Like, listen to your body. For so many years, I force-fed myself oatmeal. And then finally, I was like, why do I feel lethargic as soon as I get done eating oatmeal? Okay, cool. Well, I'll cut it out. All of a sudden, my mornings got a lot better. I've recently cut out a lot of carbs in general. Rice, bread, all that shit. And I have never felt better. Every once in a while, I eat some fruit, some potatoes, stuff like that. But those, these are things that I know my body responds well to. You need to learn that for yourself. And that's through experience, experimentation. That takes a lot of trial and error and being very patient and um, very in tune with yourself to know how certain foods are affecting you. But we all know what healthy food is for the most part. You know, if you go to a grocery store, stick to the outside aisles. The middle is complete bullshit. And now when you go to the grocery store, you're going to realize that all the bullshit that we do not need. And here's the main word there. We do not need the stuff in, in the inside aisles, you know, spices, sauces, stuff like that. We don't need that. It's just added. Then you have the chips, the junk food, all that bullshit. That's never on the outside. You have your fruits, your vegetables, your protein, all that stuff is on the outside of the store. So when you go to the store, just stay on the outside. That's going to make your life a lot easier. But we know what we should be eating. Protein. Protein comes in many different forms. Some people hate red meat. Then don't eat red meat. I'm not going to say that you need to. Red meat has benefits. But if you don't like eating it, then don't eat it. Eat some chicken instead. Eat some turkey. Eat some good quality yogurt. Fish. Eat some fish. Like you can, it's all what works best for you. That way you actually stick to it. So many people jump on diets and trends and shit like that. And they follow a food scheme that doesn't 
relate to them. Like they don't like it. And because they don't like it and they don't enjoy doing it, there's so much resistance to it. And it might last at most a month. And then they fall off track and they're back to eating like shit. If you can find foods that you actually enjoy eating that are healthy and you stick to that over time, like it just becomes how you eat and you no longer eat bullshit like fast food and stuff like that. Boils down to consumption and you should always be mindful of consumption, what whatever aspect that is, whether it's, you know, media, whether it's food, just be very mindful of what you're consuming and just switch your perspective on it. It's the same as putting gas in your car. If you're driving a nice luxury car and you put shitty gas in it, it's going to run like shit. It's the same thing with your body. You put good quality food in your body the way you're supposed to as a fuel source and not as a coping mechanism. That's the main thing there, coping mechanism. Then you start to feel way different. Even if you've never been on a strict diet, a good clean diet before, when you make that shift and you know how your body operates when it's fed good whole food, it's very difficult to go back to eating like shit all the time because you have that feeling and you know how you operate much more efficiently without it. So we've all experienced that before. And I really like came to this realization last time I was really sick. So right before we went to Europe, I was sick for, dude, I mean, it was what, like a month? Yeah. It's a good, uh, good and, chunk of time. And when I say sick, I was pretty... I was, in, I was in rough shape. You were not operating no. at a high capacity. No, which at is all. funny because all of the podcasts that have came out over the past two months was all while I was <laughs> sick. And that was not easy to do at all, especially while I was coughing up a lung. But I was in rough shape. And then I finally started to feel better. I was taking um, glutathione. And I remember I was like trying to get some steps in. But for the first time in what seemed like forever, I actually felt good, but here's the thing. I was sick for so long that that became my new baseline. That was my new perspective on how I can feel. And then all of a sudden I started feeling good again. I was like, oh shit, this is actually how I used to feel. Like you forget about that. And it's because it happens in such a slow, gradual shift, right? So, you know, if you've been eating like shit for the past 20, 30 years, 10 years, whatever, that's just your new baseline. Like to you, that's how reality is. This is how I've always felt because you have forgotten and you don't know anything better. But when you shift your eating habits and you start getting really good quality food in and you stick to that, all of a sudden you start feeling better. I go, oh shit. No, this is amazing. This is where I want to stay. And then that's where kind of that motivation and inspiration and stuff like that comes from to stick to good quality food is because like I do not want to go back to feeling like shit. When I was eating an extra large pizza every night, hitting up Taco Bell for lunch, McDonald's in the morning. I know there's a few people listening to this that now feel a little bit guilty. I'm not here to judge you, but you will feel 100 times better. And if you're listening to this podcast, you want to stack victories. End of story. You want to stack as many victories as possible in your life because you know that you are capable of doing more. Now, if that's why you're listening to this podcast, and if the one thing that you can do to have more energy, to stack victories, is to eat good quality food, then you need to be doing it. Now, I'm not saying you have to live and die by this. You, of course, can indulge every once in a while, as you should. But still, 80-20 once again. 80% of the time, eat good quality foods. 20% of the time, fuck off a little bit. 
That's the best way to look at it. Yeah, man. I There's nothing I enjoy more than a nice, fat, juicy burger, some donuts, some ice cream. But again, it goes back to, you know, earning it and knowing when I have earned a meal like this. So that's a good rule of thumb. And that's what I do as well. If I want to indulge a little bit, even if it's with like, you know, a whiskey drink or something, have I earned this? Have I been eating good this week? Have I been working out? Even have I been learning? You know, like, have I earned the right to have a little bit of comfort for a second? And the answer is either yes or no. And don't bullshit yourself on this because you don't want to feel guilty afterwards. And that's the main thing here. When you start feeling guilty over your actions, there's something wrong there because then you spiral into self-pity and then that will go into depression then it's grief and like it just continues to go down and it's because you know that you're capable of achieving more and you did not put in the work in order to do so and you bullshit yourself and then you have to look at yourself in the mirror and realize that you're a fucking hypocrite and that's not true so when you ask yourself this question do i deserve this do i deserve to eat this food be honest with yourself and if the answer is yes then fuck yes dive into it If you've been slacking and you really haven't been putting in the work, which as we're expressing on this episode, it doesn't have to be anything crazy, then don't, you know? But moving on to the next thing. So we have physical, we have mental, we have food and water. Those are three basic things, right? The next thing I want to discuss, and this isn't really something that anyone else is going to talk about, but this has such an impact on my life and overall just well-being. And it's taking time for reflection every day, even if it's five minutes, preferably more, but taking some time for yourself to reflect. And what I mean by reflect is reflect on your day. Check in with yourself. How am I doing? Actually, like I'm kind of fucked right now. I'm spiraling. I'm not on the right track. I've gotten away from all this stuff I know I should be doing. I've been drinking every night. I'm just, I'm not doing my best. We can never come to that conclusion that we need to do better if we are not taking time to reflect and check in on ourselves. You also don't know what you need to work on. No. How could you? Like you haven't taken the time to reflect on what you have been doing. There's no, there's almost no prioritization when it comes without reflection. And there's also just a matter of clearing your fucking head. There's so much shit up here, especially nowadays, because we are constantly distracted. And very rarely do we have the time to just clear the air. So what I love doing, and I've been doing this for years now, it is honestly my favorite part of the day is before I go to bed, me and my dog go on a walk. I'm not on my phone. I'm not listening to music usually. Actually, no, I'm never listening to music. But me and my dog go on a walk, 30 minutes to an hour. And I'm just processing. I'm processing the day. I'm processing my thoughts. I'm coming up with new ideas for the business. I'm coming up with what I want to do next in my life. I'm coming up with ways that I have fallen short that I could do better in as well. This is the opportunity to fix your self-talk as well. When you're doing reflection, Mm -hmm. you know, say you're reflecting on the entire day and there's some parts of the day that were good and some parts of the day were bad. Those bad parts 
It is not a time to be punitive. It's time to reflect on those, to dissect them, and to look at ways to change that so it doesn't happen again. Then you need to question these things, right? Like there's so many times that when we are reflecting or whatever, we have the soundtrack playing in our head that is not serving us. And then if you can catch that in the moment, it's like, wait, what the fuck is this? Is this true? Is this not true? And if it is true, what do I need to do to fix it? But it's never settling for negative self-talk. Right. And if you do happen to fall short on something, it's acknowledging that that's the moment to do better with it, not just really beat yourself down. You know, this is what you did. You fell short. You're a piece of shit. You know, you're never going to be better than this. Your goods of the day don't outweigh this one bad thing. This is a time to dissect to what happened and whatever experience caused you to react this way or whatever situation it was and to dive into it to fix it, not beat yourself up over it. Because that being punitive with yourself and having negative self-talk does nothing. Does absolutely nothing. But make it worse. Yeah. When you switch that perspective to be like the way I'm talking to myself because I did this, this and this just makes the situation worse besides improving it and having grace myself for being human and fucking up. It's that easy of a shift. Yeah, it's because you're justifying it like you're giving it evidence, right? Like when that negative self-talk is there and you start coming up with all these different ways that backs it up, how you are a shitty person or how you are lazy or whatever it is, you're giving it energy you're giving it a foundation to continue to grow off of instead of catching it and being like, okay, yeah, like I fucked up there. Once again, I am human. It's going to happen. I fell a little bit short today. I fell a little bit short this month. You know what? Actually, like I've kind of been a piece of shit for the past six months. Cool. Well, I recognize that now, but I can do better. I can always do better. And that's the thing here that we need to recognize, especially when we're on this whole self-improvement bullshit is, and I say bullshit because I'm almost like to the point with it where I'm fucking over it, but because it's too, it's people have overcomplicated it, right? Like that's what I mean by it. But you start falling into this trap of I'm never doing enough. And that's the main point here that I'm trying to get at. You can do five basic things every day, which are all part of basic survival. You do these things to these things to the best of your ability to a certain level of quality and you're doing enough. Who the fuck are you to tell me what I need to be doing every day in order to be successful? Success is based on the individual itself off their morals and values and their current capabilities. There are certain people online that are saying that you need to do 500 things every single day. And if you don't do that, then you don't want to succeed and that you're a piece of shit and all this. That's not true. If you are improving and you're focusing on these five things that will help you level up in life, then you're winning. Could you be doing it better? Absolutely. We all can. I can do better with sleep. That is my biggest thing, which is what we're going to dive into next. But this time of reflection allows you to detach from the world, detach from other people and go inward. What's actually going on in here? What is my mind saying? What do I need to fix? Where can I do better? Where have I been thriving? What victories have I been stacking? Give yourself a little pat on the back. But there gets to a point with self-improvement where our self-worth starts to decline when it should be the complete opposite. 
we are leveling up, meaning that we should be feeling better about ourselves. But a lot of times we're feeling worse about ourselves because someone told us that we need to be doing all of this different shit or else we're a failure. That's not fucking true. So now that I'm done with that rant, taking time for reflection, whatever works best for you, you can journal, you can meditate, you can go on a walk. But the main thing here is detach from technology, detach from other people, spend time for yourself on yourself. When you learn how to do that efficiently, you can be having a very bad day. But when you reflect, I guarantee you, you will find something good that happened to bring you out of that rut. You know what my favorite part about that, and that's exactly it too, is after having a just stacked week, a rough day, whatever it is, multiple rough days in a row, I go on this walk with Ilva, and there's always just this deep breath. <sighs> Fuck. You know, it's such like a relief. It's like, you know what? We got through it. And you need to be okay with that. Yeah, like, like we some- got through it. The shit has been rough lately. You know, like take time to reflect on the fact that life has not been easy lately, but you're still in the fucking game. You're still moving forward. And each day you are trying your best and you're going to screw up. You're going to make a mistake. You're going to say the wrong thing. You're not going to do all the shit that you know you should be doing, like eating right, working out, reading and all this. You know what? It doesn't matter. You acknowledge it, which means that you can do better moving forward. But going on to the next and last critical aspect, I would say, of self-improvement, taking care of, we'll just call it self-care, like fuck improvement. This is just what you need to be doing because you care about yourself enough to take care of yourself, right? And that is sleep. Sleep is the most underrated tool that we have. All these people saying that you need to do this, 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 and people are sacrificing their sleep to accomplish 30 different tasks a day when in reality, the one thing that they need to be focusing on is sleep. People will wake up to do cardio at four o'clock in the morning, and yet they went to bed at midnight. The cardio is fucking worthless if you're not getting sleep. Same with working out. People will get three hours of sleep and then go to the gym. Their performance is shit, but here's the most important thing. Your recovery is shit as well because when we are in the gym and we are working out, that's not where progress is made. All we're doing in there is stimulating the muscle, breaking it down. The muscle grows. It gets better. Your endurance gets better. Everything gets better when we are sleeping. So going to the gym off three hours of sleep every night is a waste of your time Because you are not recovering. Go take a damn nap instead. If you have that time available, go take a nap. Now, like I said, I struggle with this. It's not necessarily anymore. Back in the day, it was because I overstacked my plate. Now it's just a matter of my time, right? Like I have a little girl that goes to school. I have to get up before 6 a.m. in order to get her ready. And then take her to school. And then from there, like I'm balls to the wall with work and also like doing everything that I'm talking about, making sure that I read, making sure that I meditate, making sure that I have my meals right, making sure that I have time to work on the business, you know, and then I'm dad again. And then she goes to bed. And then I have like, you know, if I wanted to get seven hours of sleep, 
eight hours of sleep. I got to be in bed before 10 o'clock. So she goes to bed at eight. I have, you know, I need my reflection time because that's extremely important for me. So then I have about 30 minutes to an hour to get that in. And then maybe if I'm lucky, I can sit down with my girlfriend and we can catch up real quick, which we call tea time. We have some tea, candles are lit. It's nice, you know? It's cute. Oh, and then on top of that, like I need to plan my next day. I usually do some yoga at night as well because I worked out that day. I've been sitting, whatever. I need to make sure that I'm stretching. I don't have much time, right? So I usually wake up between 5 and 5.30. That way I can have some time to like kind of get my shit right before I got to get Genevieve ready for school. So when I say like I'm struggling with sleep, that aspect of it, it's just because like it's very hard for me to get everything done that I need to get done. But sacrificing your sleep when you don't have to just because you're convinced of all this other shit you need to get done that is more important than sleep, it's bullshit. Sleep is the most important thing. Yeah, if we're talking like physical advancement, the physical part of it is the least concerning. Yeah. If your food, water, and sleep are not on point or where they need to be, the physical is just – it's not going to follow. No. And for a few like different tricks just to get better quality sleep at night because that's the thing too. You could be sleeping for nine hours, but if it's shit quality sleep, then you know who cares? Like You can get less sleep with higher quality and function better than if you had nine to ten hours. So for me, like if I can get six to eight hours, I'm good. Preferably seven, seven to eight, but sometimes like all of this week since she's back in school, I've been getting six hours of sleep. And I know that there's a lot of parents listening to this and this is their reality as well. But six hours of sleep, like that's good. That's solid. If your quality is good, right? Like making sure that you're getting plenty of deep sleep, making sure that you're getting plenty of REM sleep. And the ways that we do that is what we do leading up to bedtime. It's minimalizing light exposure 90 minutes before we go to bed. That means no phone, no TV. Try to turn off all your lights. Turn on a lamp. Light some candles. Candle is best because candle light does not interfere with melatonin release and stuff like that. Like all of that stays the same with candles. So preferably just get some damn candles. Light those 90 minutes before you go to bed. Stay off your phone. And another reason to stay off your phone and not watch TV is because you don't want to be overstimulating your mind. The reason that the last thing I do before I go to bed is go on a walk is because I want to clear my mind. And also plan out my next day. You know, I have the Norse planner. I'll sit down. I'll plan out the next day after I get done with my walk. I'm done. That way when I wake up, I know what to do. But also while I'm laying in bed, I'm not staring at the ceiling thinking about all this shit that needs to get done. It's just done. For me, it comes down to managing my stress before bed. Even if I know, like if I had a stressful day, I know that I need to clear that to some degree to be able to go to sleep. And it's also... Even if I go to bed knowing that I have a stressful day tomorrow, that day needs as much energy and focus as I can get. So I need to get sleep. And that's just how I've changed my perspective with it. That the day doesn't affect my sleep and the next day doesn't shouldn't affect my sleep. It, it should just be I know that I need the energy to perform tomorrow. So I need to get quality sleep. And the way that we do that, the way that we are able to reduce stress before getting to sleep and stuff like that is this 90 minutes of what we will call reflection time. We'll just label that right now 
as kind of like a trigger for people's minds. 90 minutes before bed is reflection time. Doesn't necessarily mean that you're reflecting, but it means that you are not overstimulating your mind and your eyes and everything else with light and social media and all this other shit. You are going back to how humans are supposed to end the day. When the sun goes down, we start shutting down as well. Allow yourself that opportunity to shut down. Clear your mind, journal, meditate, go on a walk, talk to your spouse. If you have a roommate, talk to your roommate. Don't do anything, actually. I know that's weird for people, not doing anything, but that's the best thing you can do not even minutes before bed is just don't do anything. Do the bare minimum. I would say other than that, Temperature of the room makes a huge difference. If the room is at 73 or above, it's very difficult for me to sleep. If it's between 65, 69 at most, I'm in a good place. You know, like that has a huge impact as well. That's why we can't go camping during the summer. No, we don't we go camping. Sleep. Right. Like it's just, it's a waste of time. Just hit up a hike and then get back in my damn bed. <laughs> like we gingers are not meant for North Carolina and Southern heat. No. But yeah, so the temperature of the room cutting out light exposure, cutting out stimulation before you go to bed, having some sort of routine where you are able to clear your mind, either that's through going on a walk, journaling, meditating, talking to someone, whatever it is. The whole idea here is to clear your mind. That way, when your head hits the pillow, you're able to go to sleep. Now, this is going to sound like a no-brainer, but we're all guilty of it. Caffeine, as we all know, is a stimulant. What do stimulants do? They give you more energy. What can't you do when it's time for bed and you have a bunch of energy? Go to sleep. So good rule of thumb, eight to 10 hours before your bedtime, cut out the caffeine. Sometimes you're not going to be able to. Sometimes you're going to need to get a little something, something. A little pick-me-up. A little pick-me-up. But just know that like, if you're doing a pick-me-up or taking a pre-workout or some shit at four o'clock, at 4 o'clock in the afternoon or even later, and then you're trying to go to bed at 10 o'clock, you're going to have a rough time. And even if you're able to fall asleep, and this is where I'm talking about with quality here, even if you're able to fall asleep, if you still have a bunch of caffeine in your system, how in the fuck do you expect to get good quality sleep? Like you're not going to go into REM. You're not going to go into deep. You're going to lay there in what we call light sleep. I call it the limbo phase. That's Which where you, I'm not fully asleep. Yeah, you're I'm just kind of there. Aware. You're tossing kinda, and turning uh, like... The beneficial aspects of sleep happen during REM and deep. And we cannot get that if we have a bunch of caffeine in our system. So try to cut that out as early as possible. They also make this thing that I take. I have this as like my emergency <laughs> backup just in case it's been one of those days. But you can go to Amazon and type in decaffeinate. That's what this product is called. I think the ingredient in it is called Rubitan, if I'm not mistaken. And Rubitan is a plant that has been shown to flush caffeine out of your system. So you take one of these pills. They're completely safe. They sell them on Amazon. No big deal. But you take one of these and it will flush the caffeine out of your system. Take it like 90 minutes before bed and you will be able to get a lot better sleep because of that. So just having some of that on backup. It's not something that you want to become reliant on, of course. Like don't use it as a, well, I can drink as much energy as I, energy drinks as I want because I have this stuff. You save it as a backup for days that you need it, right? Um, next thing, and there's plenty of shit, but going to bed 
at the same time if possible and waking up at the same time. We want our body's circadian rhythm to exist. When we're going to bed all over the place, like we don't have a set circadian rhythm, meaning that our body doesn't know when it should be in deep sleep, when it should be in REM sleep, when we should be waking up. Where if you wake up, and this is the most important thing, it's not necessarily when you go to bed, people think it is. It's when you wake up. That needs to be the most consistent thing because what I've seen is when I'm consistent with my wake-up time, if my wake-up time is 5 o'clock and I've been sticking to that for months and weeks or whatever, I might go to bed at midnight, but my deep sleep and my REM sleep is through the roof more than usual because it's like, oh, shit, we have to get up in four hours. Let's make sure. Now, I have no idea if there's any like science and factual shit to that, but that is something because I do track my sleep, the different stages and stuff that I'm in. And yeah, like I have noticed that when I go to bed later, but I wake up at the same time, my deep sleep is actually higher than usual. And I think it's because your body knows that you have to get up in a few hours. So it's kind of like giving you that little boost. Okay, well, we don't have as much time as usual. Let's let's take advantage of as much as we can, right? Then when you wake up, get some light on your face. That's going to help with the release of melatonin later on that day and stuff like that. It's huge. Okay. So how long has this episode been? Almost an hour. Holy shit. Well, hopefully you guys. First, first episode back. First episode back. We're rolling. We're rolling. So the main thing here, there are five things that you can do on a daily basis that will help you level up. And if you do these five things, so some of them are just things that you have to do anyways, like sleep, eat, drink water. Those things are just necessary for survival. It's just the quality of it that really matters. Now, the extra credit things that we should be doing, learning, physical activity, reflection, same thing. That does not have to take much time. We've given you plenty of alternative methods there in order to help you still do it, but it not be this whole damn shebang, you know? But my favorite part about this is that these are all things that we have been doing since the dawn of fucking time. And like anything else in life, when we really can't figure out what we should or should not be doing, just take a look at human evolution. Take a look at how people lived a thousand years ago. And it's like, oh, yeah, no shit. I'm depressed. When's the last time you went on a hike in nature? When's the last time that you went into a forest in general? It does not surprise me when people say that they started feeling better when they started hiking. We are supposed to be in nature. And I love Huberman. I'm sure that everyone listening to this has heard of Huberman. I love Huberman. He's the fucking man. But everything that he talks about, and I know that he knows this as well. Everything that he talks about is no shit situations. Get sun on your face as soon as you wake up. Yes, of course. That's what we should be doing, but we don't, right? He just backs it up with he crazy just backs it scientific up with science and you're like evidence and studies. And he's a bro. Yeah. Right. So it's like, okay, cool. This bro is spitting facts and science at me that I can actually understand. But at the end of the day, every single thing that he talks about is basic shit. Yes, get sun on your face as soon as you wake up. Yeah, absolutely. Breath work. Yeah, like that's the one thing we do all day is breathe. But when's the last time you focused on your breath? When's the last time that you took a really deep breath into your diaphragm? When's the last time that you made sure that you're breathing with your mouth shut? It's just all basic shit. 
when it comes to the food we eat. Does it have four legs? Does it swim in the ocean? Does it grow out of the ground? If the answer is yes to any of those, then it means that you could then you could probably eat it. It's as simple as that. Like we overcomplicate this shit. And that was the whole point in this episode is we overcomplicate everything when it doesn't have to be that way. You can still level up. You can still stop victories. You can still feel like you are improving and moving in the right direction by just doing the basic shit. Now, before we end this episode, what are some more things that we can do if we have the time available, we have the resources and all that? Meditation, number one for me. I know it's not for everybody. I absolutely love it. It has changed my life in more ways than I can possibly count. If you're just getting started with meditation, you don't know how to do it and stuff like that. In all reality, it's just sitting there doing nothing. That's the best way to describe meditation. Close your eyes, focus on your breath. That's easier said than done. There is a great app called Headspace. I used that for the first three months of meditation, and it really helped me kind of lay the groundwork for it. Now I don't need anything. There are guided meditations on YouTube and stuff as well. But honestly, if you can do it, just sit with your eyes closed, see what's going on in your mind, sit with yourself, focus on your breath for as long as you can, which might only be five seconds, but either way, do it. It will change your life. Breath work. Same shit. Just focus on your breath. Take a deep breath into your diaphragm. Release slowly. Make sure that you're breathing in and out of your nose throughout the day. That's step number one, because when we're breathing out of our mouth, it sends our body into fight or flight. The majority of the American population lives in fight or flight because they're mouth breathers. It's disgusting. Don't do it. <laughs> but disgusting also, ass mouth breathers. But it, but it is. You know, like it is a gross thing. But that is also going to help you on a spiritual level because it's forcing you to be present and self-aware. Feel the breath. Right. And there are a few examples if you need to look some up. Box breathing, conscious breathing, uh, Wim Hof. So go to YouTube, like, type in Wim Hof breathing t- tutorial. He has a 11-minute video, three rounds, Wim Hof taking you through it. Super easy to do. Do that every day. It takes 11 minutes. That is huge. But most of all, just come back to your breath throughout the day. Check in. Focus on your breath for just a few seconds. When you get in the habit of doing that, you're doing it more and more and more, and that's how you actually learn to be present. It's not all this other shit. It's just focusing on your breath when you do so. And the more that you focus on your breath and you anchor yourself in the present moment, you're paying attention to what you are doing on a daily basis, you start to grow in self-awareness. The more self-awareness that you have, the more that you can level up and fix your bullshit that you've been dealing with all your life because you were living at a lower level of consciousness and you were unaware of it. Moving on, creative outlet. Creative outlets are good. Luckily for me, my creative outlet is work. So that's how I tackle it. I have been thinking about picking up guitar again, like just acoustic guitar, stuff like that, playing an instrument, drawing, writing, whatever it is. Like a creative outlet is good. A hobby, something like that. Mountain biking, I mean, throwing axes. It doesn't really matter. Just like a creative outlet is good because it's play, right? Like with the older we get, especially here in the United States, we we neglect play and it's frowned upon. When in all reality, like life is just a game that we are playing and we should not take it that seriously. And the more that you allow yourself to just play, which I am absolutely terrible about, the better life gets. Oh, you know? dude. The, the more energy you have, the more motivation you have. Feed your inner child until you fucking die, man. Yeah. I will, I will die. You are 100% hill. better at you it than me. You are a child and you should absolutely... Now, there's a difference between 
feeding your inner child and being a childlike human. Don't be that person in your 40s acting like a child, but do some shit. Nourish that. Nourish that younger version of yourself. Nourish that inner child. Do shit that you enjoy. When I go hiking, man, I look at it sometimes as a fucking video game. My main quest is to get to this point. But guess what? We're going to hit some fucking side quests along the way, and we're going to be happy and and just meander through the fucking forest. Yeah, explore. And it, it's, Have fun. Draw. View. Skateboarded. Pick up a skateboard again. Why? Why stop? You know what I mean? With me, it was mountain biking. I didn't mountain bike as a kid, but I rode a bike until the damn wheels fell off. So a few years ago, I got a mountain bike, and when I am mountain biking, it is some of the most fun I ever have. You know, or even jujitsu, Muay Thai. Fighting. When I'm fighting or when I'm doing jujitsu, I am having so much fun because that's what I loved doing as a kid too. You know, boxing with my dad, wrestling with my dad, wrestling with friends, Beating the shit out of my friend, you know, him beating the shit out of me, like whatever it is, like it's still fun. You it's have creative. To, it's creative, oh right? Oh my God. It's that creative outlet. Make sure that you are doing that when you are able to, but it's not essential, right? Like it's not one of the five things. You don't need it for survival and it's not necessarily leveling you up, but it is helping you just enjoy life a little bit more as you should. Like don't take it so seriously. Next would be cold shower, cold plunge. For me, that has a million different benefits as well. Is it essential? Absolutely not. Will it change your life? Absolutely. But, you know, if I don't do a cold plunge for a week, I don't consider myself a failure. When I do do it, though, and I'm consistent with it, I do feel absolutely amazing. Other than that, hiking, make sure that you're getting out into nature. Make sure that you're taking time for yourself, decompress, check in with yourself, stuff like that. Other than that, guys, it's really fucking basic. Self-improvement does not need to be a crazy thing. As long as you're moving forward in some capacity every day, that means that you are winning at this. You are getting better. How do we do that? By focusing on the five essential things. Making sure that you're being physical. Make sure that you're getting some movement in every day. Make sure that you're eating good quality food, drinking plenty of water. Then it's learning. Make sure that you're feeding your mind. Make sure that you're learning something new that's going to help you improve. Maybe it's something that you're dealing with. Maybe it's something that you just want to learn because it's going to allow you to stack more cash. It doesn't matter. Make sure that you are feeding your mind as well. Next up is reflection. Make sure that you're taking time for yourself to reflect on your day, reflect on your life, reflect as you as a human being, reflect on your relationships. Also, just take time to not fucking think. And last but not least, sleep. Make sure that you're getting the best quality sleep that you can, if it means sacrificing something else in return, then absolutely do it. Because sleep is the most important thing. And the older I get, the more I realize that. You know? So anyways, that's it for this episode. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Norse Mentality. This podcast is a byproduct of Norse Fitness. We make clothing, fitness accessories, supplements, and other tools to help you reach your true potential. If you're interested in grabbing something for yourself, You can go to norsefitness.co and use the code PODCAST15 to save 15% on your next order. 